All right, so for the next few weeks, and when I say weeks, I mean the whole summer, okay? We are going through a series called Spirit Wars. Okay, in this series, we are going to be talking about all kinds of things. Let me name you just a few of the topics here. Fighting for peace, that'll be next week. What's it like to walk in the wilderness? We're gonna be talking about demons and angels. <sighs> okay, we're gonna be talking about the armor of God, how to apply the armor of God, what is the armor of God. We're gonna be talking about casting out demons. Okay, all those cool things that you guys get to do. Hallelujah. I don't know enough. Yeah, you do. You know enough. I promise you. Okay, and that's just a few of those things. It's going to be such a great thing. So I do want to mention this coming Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m. And from now on for the rest of the summer, we're having an online Bible study at our online church platform. Make sure that you join us there. We're going to take a deep dive into what I'm talking about on Sundays. It'll be, it'll be our pastoral staff. It'll be teachers. We're just going to have just to take a go every week. It's just going to be such a great, great time, okay? All right, so how many of you guys know that you are more than conquerors in Christ? Amen. How many of you believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ? Yes? How many of you are confident that you are truly set free from sin and bondage? Amen? You see, so many believers know this in their knower. They say these words, but most people don't feel like they are. We can say it. We can declare it. We can speak it out by faith. But we really don't really truly know in here that we really are. And that is the battle. That is where things lie. That's where the things begin to take place is right here within our heart. See, it's one thing to know here in our mind, but if what's in the mind doesn't transform the heart, then we miss what the true freedom of Christ that he provided for us on the cross is all about. If it doesn't set us free here, but it only speaks to us here, then we've missed it, okay? And so how do we know that it's reached our hearts? You know, there's 18 inches from your mind to your heart. That's the journey that it takes to get a revelation from here to here to bring transformation is 18 inches. So how do we know that it's moved from our mind to our hearts is when we begin to see that lived out amongst us, lived out in our lives. Matthew chapter 15, verses 17 through 20 says this, do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth, this is Jesus talking, passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, slanders. These are the things which defile the man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile the man. You see, it's not about what you say, it's about how you live. Come on, somebody. It's not about what we say, it's about how we live. We can talk, 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 talk all day long. But how many of you guys know people that just say this kind of thing? They have faith, they have this, they have that. But man, it seems that their life doesn't line up with the word of God. It doesn't line up with what God says and, and, and speaks over their heart. See, most people know enough to say the right things, but most people aren't free in their heart enough to live the right way. To be righteous as Christ calls us to be righteous, we have to understand, and I want to encourage you here this morning, that it all starts with the heart. Everything is a heart issue with Jesus. Say that to somebody right now. Everything's a heart issue to God. Come on, tell somebody right now. Everything's a heart issue to God. 
And we have to understand that we're in a battle. Come on, somebody. We're in a battle, the battle for your soul, a battle for your mind, the battle for your identity. The enemy is trying to rob and kill and steal and destroy your identity. You're in a battle for your calling, for your passion. That's what he's after. Because if he can have that, he knows that he has your heart. See, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, 8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, look, looking for someone to devour. I love that word prowl because I like to roll my R's. Be alert and sober mind because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. He's going around, looking around, seeking after someone that he can devour. So let me encourage you here this morning, if you feel like you're in a battle right now, if you feel like you're going through the thick of it, come on somebody, if you feel like you're walking through the wilderness, if you feel like you're going through this battle, let me encourage you, just because you're in the battle doesn't mean that you lack faith or that you're less of a believer than you were when you first went into that battle. You are not. What's happening right now just means that you're being crafted. You're being built. The Lord is using this part of your journey, the mind to the heart, to highlight some weak areas that simply just need to be fixed in your life. That's what's going on. If you feel the struggle, if you feel like something's going on in your life, you feel a little confused, you feel a little like, I don't know what's happening, the battle, the wilderness, whatever you want to call it, just know that right now you're being crafted, you're on the potter's wheel, and he's molding and shaping you and to be something that he sees you that you can be. That he sees you in the future because you're being spiritually promoted right now without you even know that you're being spiritually promoted right now. You are in the middle of it for a purpose, and that purpose is to come out on the other end as somebody who is strong, somebody who is powerful. And sometimes we just gotta go through it in order to see the other end happen. You see, one of the greatest weapons we have against the enemy is humility. Someone say the word humility. I'm so humble, I wear a humble badge. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> humility. See, it's not good enough to pretend that you're always okay. That nothing should have ever happened to you because you're a believer in Christ. People who have a sense of false humility say things like this. They have this attitude, I have faith, so therefore I'm invincible. That's a false humility. I'm not talking about you're strong in that area. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this. If we walk around not acknowledging our weaknesses, then we can never say to him, he's strong when I'm weak. See, I grew up with the understanding and belief that if I struggled... If I was in the battle, maybe you can identify with this. I grew up thinking, I was taught this, that if I was struggling, if I was having a bad time, if I didn't know what was happening, if I was having a battle, whatever the case is, when, you know, when, you're, when you're little, you don't know how to say these kinds of things. But now that I'm older, I understand what I was going through. right? And I was taught that if I was going through that, it's because God was mad at me. I was taught that I didn't have enough faith. I literally was taught that if I was going through those things that I was just a bad person. Humility, however, speaks and it says, when I'm weak, 
He is strong. Humility helps us recognize our weakness so that way we can fully rely on him. It helps us identify where we're weak. It's okay, believers, let me tell you something. It's okay to fess up and say, I'm weak in this area of my life. It's okay to do that. Why? Because when you be, the, the moment you begin to recognize your weaknesses, the more you can understand and realize that you need him in your weaknesses. It's not enough just to say, yeah, I have this, but praise God, I'm going to make it through. No, we need to come to Jesus in humility and come and fess up and say, you know what, God, I have a problem. I got an issue. Something's going on in me. Something's happening. I don't know why I feel the way that I feel. I don't know why I struggle with the things that I struggle with, God. I'm tired of just pretending that everything's okay, God. I want to get real with you and admit that you need Jesus. See, if we don't learn our weaknesses, we'll begin to lessen our value for the Savior. And if we don't need a Savior, then we don't need his strength. Amen? Amen. Then we don't need his strength. I'm going to teach you a tactic that is contrary to what most people think is right, the right thing to do. Now, just hear me on this, okay? When the enemy whispers in your ear and tries to condemn you for what you're not, simply go, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. We're not necessarily talking about what to agree with what he's saying about you, obviously, because we know what the word of God says. But in and of yourself, you might be that. In and of yourself, you might carry guilt. In and of yourself, in your own strength, you might have this, you say, yeah, you know why? You're right, you're right. Yeah, I am that way. Yes, I am that way. You're right. Agree with them, why? Because it's the most disarming thing you can do and say. Is to say, you know what, in and of myself, yeah. I am weak. I am that person. In and of myself, I am guilty. I am shameful. I'm really not that great of a person. But here's the key. <laughs> the weapon that we have is the butt God. The weapon that we carry in our disposal when we say, yeah, you're right, I'm not that great. But we can say, but God, <laughs> but God, but God, with him, I am strong. With him, I am an overcomer. With him, my faith is being perfected. With him, I can do all things. Outside of him, I can't do all things. You're right, devil. Without him, I can't. I'm not that great of a person, but with him, I am more than an overcomer in Christ. When we can learn to rid ourselves of the devil's thoughts for us and learn to identify with what he says, with what Jesus says about us and sees in us, then we can truly live in humility, power and righteousness. Humility isn't identifying with what you're not. It's speaking who you are in Christ. That is humility. It's taking the position and the alignment. When he says you are an overcomer, guess what, guys? You can stand up tall and proud, and you can stand up in full confidence and say, I am more than an overcomer. Not because of what I do, but because of what he's done for me already on the cross. So, I hear this all the time. 
I'm just a sinner and I'll always be a sinner. Are you kidding me? We're gonna lessen the power of the cross and identify with us being a sinner? I want you to know that is wrong thinking. You are no longer a sinner because if you come to Jesus Christ, guess what? You are set free. You are set free. You're no longer in bondage anymore. Yeah, in and of yourself, yeah, you might be, but not with Jesus, but not with him. When we can say, no, I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not just some sinner saved by grace. No, I'm a powerful, overcoming believer because of the cross, because of what he's done for me. When we can say that, my friends, that is humility. Knowing who we are in him and speaking that. See, the apostle Paul was really great at that. He actually said about, of himself, I am the chief of sinners, is what he said. I am the chief of sinners. And instead of standing on the mountaintop declaring this and that, I'll never do this. No, no, no. He actually said, you know what? I am the chief of sinners. I am that. But one thing that he did that most believers don't get to this point, he did not allow his weakness to define him. He did not allow his weakness to define who Christ was inside of him. See, without Jesus, we truly are weak. But with him, we really are strong. Our mind is strong. Our spirit is strong. Our demeanor is strong. The way we live, the way we go about our business every day is strong. But let me encourage you today that you have to give it all to him. You have to surrender it all to him. No matter how ugly it might be, no matter how deep of a hurt that it might, might have happened in your life, no matter what the enemy is coming in, whispering in your ear and telling you that you're full of shame and guilt and all these things, we have to give it over to him. Jesus himself went through the wilderness and it's one of the greatest stories. Here's Jesus, he gets baptized by John the Baptist. Everybody tracking with me? He gets baptized by John the Baptist. Boom, the heavens tear open. A voice comes from heaven and says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased with, right? Jesus just had this awesome encounter with the Father. It wasn't just something, it wasn't something just figurative. It was a literal thing that took place where everyone around had heard a voice from heaven, right? And then just in the next chapter, it says, now Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, says he was led by the same spirit that he was baptized with at John at, at water baptism time. That same spirit led him to the wilderness. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Jesus, the son of God, the one who came from heaven to earth to set us free, had to go through the wilderness just like me and you. What a perfect example. And here's Jesus. He's in the wilderness being tempted by the enemy. Not tempted just to fall into sin, but tempted out of his purpose. Tempted out of his mission. Being tempted out of the reason why he came. If you just simply bow to me, I'll give you everything you need. Everything you've ever wanted. The enemy says to Jesus, the devil says to Jesus, anything you've ever wanted, I'll give to you. And Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit, there's that key phrase of being full of the Holy Spirit, says and quotes the word of God, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Right? 
After his time of temptation, the Bible says that he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. He went in, baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was sustained by the Holy Spirit. He came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it was then where his ministry began. And I want to encourage you here this morning that if you're going through something, I'm telling you what, you're going to come out of it in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to come out of it in power. You're going to come out of it with your walls fortified inside of your heart, with the holes that were left in your fences, with the things where the enemy snuck in and began to distract you away from your purpose and your calling. You're going to come out of it full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to lay your hands on sick people and they will recover. You're going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and people will get saved. You're going to do these things. You are. Why? Because God trusts you. You're going through this so you can see the power of the Holy Spirit activating your life and you can move in it. Amen? See, I believe there's a cycle for every believer. Number one, you live in victory. Number two, you get confronted with the personal battle. Number three, you walk through that battle. Notice I said you walk through it. And the last, you have a breakthrough. You come out of it in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a cycle of a believer. And these cycles are important. I'm not telling you it happens all the time. Some, in some seasons, you camp for a long time. Some seasons, you're in there for victory for a long time. Some seasons, you're in there in the wilderness going, God, am I ever going to get out of this? Whatever the case is, but this is the cycle. Why? Because that's growth. And I grow skeptical of people who are not growing, who don't have these cycles in their life. Why? Because I... I believe that they're actually really not growing the way they think that they're growing. Because in order for growth to take place in the believer's life, you have to have friction. You have to have an ironing sharpening another iron. You have to have resistance in your life so you can build and you can grow. And that resistance is for me and for you to come out and stand up on top. See, at the beginning, I said we're in a battle. We are cohabiting this planet with the unseen realm. Both angels and demons and the spirit of God is alive and he's alive in you. You see, the devil, your enemy, is roaring in your ear. And when we discover that the roar is a simple whisper, we'll grow confident knowing that we no longer have to submit to that roar. See, the whisper of the enemy sounds so loud because it's loud in your mind. He says, you can't. He speaks your insecurities. He says, and he highlights your inabilities. And it sounds loud because you actually believe that. And it sounds so loud, it sounds like it's just in your mind all the time that you can't get over it. See, the enemy, he reminds you of your struggles. He reminds you of your sickness. And those lies just sound so loud in your life. I watched a documentary one time about lions. Call me weird, I know, but it was super cool. The lion marks its territory in a circle and the male lion roars his territory. 
Inside the territory are the female lions and the cubs. And he marks the territory and it said that that roar can be heard over a 50 mile radius. And all night long, he travels the radius. Roar, roar, that's all he does. Roar, that's all he does, right? You see, in the life of a believer, we have two options. We can either listen and let the, allow the enemy to mark his territory in our life, or we can listen to the roar of the Holy Spirit, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the one who is real, and allow him to mark his territory in our life and begin to live in a place of freedom because of it. See, God himself gave his spirit to us without measure. The measure of his spirit is locked in between our two ears. And that's called the mind. And the battle for your thoughts can either be won by submitting yourselves to the Lord, or it can be lost by allowing yourself to believe in the condemnation that he brings against you. So as we journey this summer through this series called Spirit Wars, allow ourselves to really dig in and learn who we really are in Christ. Learn who we really are in Christ, amen? Because that's what it's all about. I'm excited. I'm excited. Next week, we're gonna be talking about fighting for peace. So please, if you know people that are really struggling with depression, anxiety, addictions, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's drugs. I don't care if it's pornography. I don't care if it's, if it's alcohol. It does not matter. There is nothing that can stand in the name of Jesus and his presence, nothing, nothing. I believe within the next few weeks, we're gonna see some pretty cool stuff. We're gonna see some people get set free. We're gonna see deliverances take place right in this building. And when I say deliverance, I'm, I'm talking like people who are bound up with spirits, right? Who are gonna get delivered. I believe God is gonna do a massive mighty work of revival right here in this church in the next few weeks. But we have to pray, we have to believe, and especially we have to hear what he has to say about us. We have to get healthy, amen? Father, in Jesus' name, we love you with all of our heart. God, we bless you. Everything that we are is for you. So this morning, God, I just ask for every single soul in this place that, Lord, may we align ourselves with who you say that we are. Not the enemy's roar, but the, war, the roar of the Spirit. Helps to be filled with your presence and your spirit, God. We honor you. Love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Love you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Take care.